You're listening to Inside Real Estate, your source for all things mortgage and real estate related. The show that brings you all the hottest topics and insights directly from those who know it most. Now sit back and enjoy the show. Sit back, enjoy the show. This is Paul Apostolakis. We've got Brad Weisgerber. We are Inside Real Estate. Today we are missing Salvatore. He's on hiatus, but... uh, for those of you that have found us, thank you for listening to our show. Thank you for liking, subscribing, and sharing. Uh, you can find us on irepodcast.com. You can go to Facebook forward slash irepodcast or anywhere that you listen or consume your podcast uh, listening pleasure. Uh, today, we have a really special guest, Brad. We have a really, really special guest. I'm not Sorry. the guest. You're not the guest. No, we've no. got Mr. Uh, Matt Ishby on the show today. He is the president and CEO of United Wholesale Mortgage. He also... Won a championship with Michigan State basketball. He is one of my favorite people to have on the show. He always is great, gracious enough to do the show. So without further ado, I'm just going to bring him on so that we can get him on and off the show. I know he's a very busy man. Matt, thank you for doing the show again. It's wow. a big deal. Love being here with you guys. I always love chatting business, talking real estate, mortgage, everything. Yeah, yeah. So last time we had you on the show, obviously, um, I, I was listening to it the other day, and we were talking about the whole, you know, the, the Quicken thing, the, the UWM thing. Uh, how did you guys do in the second quarter? Because you made a proclamation that you guys were going to do really well in the second quarter uh, last time you were on the show. So how did everything turn out? Yeah, no, it's turned out better than you expected. You know, broker, <laughs> brokers are winning. We're winning at UWM. Um, quite honestly, it's it's going excellent across the board. And so clients uh, understand what we're talking about, how we're doing things. And I think that obviously we're a public company now, and so is you know Rocket or Quicken or whatever. Uh, you know, they went down 20%. We went up 20%. Um, we do a lot of purchase, as you know, just like you guys dominating purchase. That's where yeah. we specialize. And so that's the reality. And so we had a, we had a, we had our best quarter of all time. So 35 years in business, best quarter of all time. And uh, we're going to probably top it this quarter. So we're, we're going to keep growing. That's amazing. So, so Brad, I mean, we talked about this, like that's, that's amazing. We, 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 I was like, well, I wonder how this is all going to work out, but it really worked out swimmingly. It looks like, and it's really a a testament, Matt, more than, more than anything to your business, the business model and how you guys handle your business, I think. Yeah, no, I absolutely, you know, it's obviously an unconventional way of doing things. You know, we said fairway and rocket, you guys are doing some bad things to brokers. And if you want to work with UWM, the, the best mortgage wholesale lender, you can't work with them. And, and uh, I think some people took it the wrong way uh, originally and then eventually everyone figured it out. And, and obviously, you know, uh, those two lenders, Fairway and Rocket, uh, came out and said things were going great for them, swimmingly, as using your word, but <laughs> it didn't go swimmingly for them because the reality is they weren't doing right. And we were and we are. And that's why we're growing and brokers are growing and people that work with them, they're, they're doing less business. And so that's the way we think about it. And we're excited to continue to grow and you know, accelerate the growth of our partners, the mortgage brokers that are all in, that really care about the long-term strength of the business, consumers going forward. What percentage of the market do the brokers have right now, Matt? About 20%. One in five mortgages is how I usually explain oh, it. Wow. Yeah. So there's still a lot of room to grow. <laughs> so much room. And, right? and, you know, we think in the next five years, they'll get to one in three. So 33%. So by 2025, let's get it to one in three loans through mortgage brokers. That will happen by educating consumers, educating realtors that, you know, there's a difference between mortgage brokers are not all non-bank lenders, educating realtors and consumers. And at the same time, you know, helping recruit loan officers to the channel to join your company, Paul. I mean, Paul, when they work with you guys, they co- they can wow realtors, wow consumers, give better rates and make more money. Like, why would they not be with you? And so those three things are going to happen and we're going to see the, the channel grow. It's really How interesting. Does, oh, go ahead, Brad. How does the 20% of the market today compare to, say, five years ago? Has, yes. has it grown? 
Yeah, it's grown quite a bit. It was, I think it was around 12 to 13% about five, six years That's ago. What I so thought it was, yeah. It's grown a lot and uh, it will continue to grow. And actually, it's it's a little deflated, uh, de- deflated right now. That's the right way of saying it because of all the refinance. If you do more, per- if it's more purchase business in the market, brokers are probably closer to 25 to 30% of purchases, but yeah. only probably 15% of refis. And since it's more refi, that's why they're, they're, they're weighted down because all the servicer to servicer refinances. So the brokers yeah. are growing, you know, independent companies, it's, you know, it's independent companies that are not, you know, that they can actually choose. You have the choice to use us or other lenders. That option is growing and people are going to continue to win. Do you, uh, are you looking forward to the day that rates come up a little bit? Because well, to kind of, do you, do you see what I mean? Like almost like, uh, because it'll become more purchase heavy that way uh, at the end of the day as well, right? Yeah, absolutely. And so we, I talked about the second quarter when I did my earnings calls. It was a glimpse into the future. Rates went up just a little bit, 2.8 to 2.99, you know, just a yep. little bit. And, you know, Rocket went down. Everyone went down in business. Loan Depot, everyone went down and UWM went up. We actually win in a purchase market because that's what we're best at. Just like that's what you guys are best at your company. And we're aligned with people like yourself that are best at purchases. And so when rates go up, the rest of these guys that look really great during the refi boom, right. that great. You know, the real right. mortgage companies show and that's where we'll show. But right now when rates are low, hey, man, we'll take advantage of it just like everyone else. We'll take care of a lot of clients. We're good with that. We're going to have our, like I said, we're going to have our best quarter of all time this quarter. We're going to beat the second quarter. Um, and so we'll continue to grow in either environment. Now you were on you were on Jim Cramer and you talked about your margins, right? And how you control your margins. Talk to talk to the audience about why that's important. Yeah, well, it's interesting. You know, the people that don't understand the market, they said, "Oh, the margins collapse. What are you going to do about the margins?" I, I did that. That was yeah. my decision. The rest, yeah. everyone else can follow us. We choose. And what we did is said, "Hey, it's best for loans to go through a, a broker channel for consumers, right?" And the reality is, I told you guys when our margins were. 300 in the fourth quarter. That was a moment in time. That's not real. That wasn't a real time. That was, that was a moment in time. 80 yeah. basis points, less than 100 basis points is more realistic, especially in this market right now. And so, hey, give the brokers the best rates. They can offer them to the consumers. They can show realtors, I got my best rates. And the retail lenders can't compete. And it's it's creating a lot of pressure on those guys. And obviously, we're creating pressure on my wholesale competitors, which is great because Quite honestly, we're playing a game that says we want to grow. We want brokers to grow. It's not about maximizing profit. Let's go win. Money follows success, and that's what we're focused on. Do you see uh, any banks exiting the mortgage market? Because I know that they don't do. I mean, like any. Because as it gets competitive, either they're going to consolidate or buy other companies, or they're going to try to, you know, they're going to try to move into maybe the broker market. What do you see happening with banks as as it gets tighter and tighter? Yeah, so banks uh, are a great part of the American economy in so many ways. In mortgage, there's a specialist. There are non-banks. There are people that dominate mortgage, right? You know, you know, it's like a general practitioner doctor. You go to your general doctor for everything, but when you want a knee surgery, you go to the knee surgeon. Mortgage yeah. is a knee surgery. You, get, you don't go to your main doctor. And so banks are going to continue to lose ground. That's not even a question. Um, you know, I think it used to be, I can't believe non-banks are almost 50%. Well, it's going to be 60, it's going to be 70 because they can't be great at everything. It's not, it's not that banks are bad. Whoa, these big wells and Chase, JP, Bank of America, great companies. But the reality is the people that specialize in mortgage are the places you want to get your mortgage. So once every three, four, five year type thing, you don't go to, you know, you don't need to go to your bank for that. And so that, they go to independent mortgage brokers, find a mortgagebroker.com. They go to places like yourself, Paul, Brad, and you guys find them the best deal. And that's what's going to continue to happen. That's awesome. Yeah. So now that I mean, you've you've got a network of of brokers across the country that work with UWM, and and you know they're they're doing a really good job. 
uh, a question that had come up is how does one broker under UWM or, or, you know, there's obviously multiple lenders that they can use, but let's just say the ones that are using UWM, how can one broker that's using UWM that's next door to the other and kind of like differentiate themselves? What is going to differentiate the broker from each other, other broker, or is, do you even care about that? Is that even something that you're worried about? No, absolutely. I mean, so this first off, you could be a block away. You guys, you know, where you are a block down the street. There's another broker, one. Yeah. Yeah. A broker that uses UWM also. But you guys are so different. Every model is different. And so, right. you know, you're not really competing because the, the great majority of the business in your market gets done by Chase and Wells and Rocket and Fairway and and and, and uh, guaranteed rate. That's just the reality because they're 80% of the market, the retail yeah. players. Yeah. So I don't really think there's much, like when brokers become one and two loans, you know, 50% of the market, I think there's still be a lot bigger question that you're talking about. Right now, I think about it as, hey, how do you market? How do you get your clients? How do you differentiate with client service? What's your process at your company? There are very few companies that I see. We have, you know, 10,000 plus brokers. There's very few companies that run their business the same way. I don't care if you're yeah. a block away. You don't really come across. Occasionally, you run across a client. You're going to a real estate shop and they're going to a real estate shop. They work with UWM. You work with UWM. Okay. Does that really happen that often? If it does, like, what's the difference? The difference is Paul. Paul versus Bill versus yeah. Jenny, whoever it may be. You know, it's a people business, you know, and so you have mm -hmm. to differentiate yourself that way. Yeah. What do you see as far as technology? Um, uh, should brokers be looking at technology right now uh, to to, to kind of set themselves apart, to kind of catch up? Or or is this something that you look at yourself and kind of put that onus on UWM and say, we're going to provide that technology, right? It, it, you see what I mean? Like, because you, you could either provide it and you guys do provide a lot of great technology, let's be honest. Um, or do you, you kind of put the onus on the broker on some level to say, okay, well, you guys also need to like kind of be looking at technology and kind of embracing that for your borrowers. So I'll, I'll, I'll answer it this way that I put the onus on brokers to embrace the technology, but I put the onus on me to create it. Right? Got it. And so I, cause, cause the reality is, you know, the, the reason brokers are better is cause they are cheaper and faster and easier for consumers. Okay. Faster and easier is a product of what UWM does along with what you guys do at your company, Paul and Brad, right? right? That's that's simple. Cheaper is a product that you have less overhead. You're not doing 800 commercials a month, right? right. You're not spending millions upon millions upon, on technology. What I can do is I can spend hundreds of millions, if not billions on technology and democratize it across all brokers. And therefore, you don't have to pay for it. So when rates change, rates go up a little bit, your margins get compressed like everyone else's you can still be profitable and successful running your business so you can still serve consumers. And so I believe a lot of times brokers try to get over their skis or even any companies, they get over their skis a little bit, trying to invest in this and invest in that, invest in that. Next thing you know, they got, you know, some huge monthly bills coming in. They have to close 20 loans just to break even. And that's not a good model because you want to be able to be very nimble in a, in a, in a technology infused world. Yeah, yeah. Having having a, a partner like you providing that, I, I like the way you put that. Democratizing it, right? Where it's just it's it's everybody kind of is is part of the same family. So that's interesting. Um, so I, I there were some questions about um, AIM and and the Association of Brokers. How's that going? Is that something that is continuing to grow? Um, because I know obviously having a coalition like that 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 protects the broker is really important. And I know that you've been a big proponent of that in the past. Uh, do you see that continuing to grow? Yeah, yeah, I do. I, I think, you know, the AIM is a great group. They actually are out there. They care about brokers. It's the only group out there that cares about brokers, right? They're, yeah. they're for mortgage brokers. Yeah. The bigger thing besides AIM is the community, right? Like Paul and Brad, you guys are leaders in your area. But you know what? The guys in Clarkston or the guys in Toledo, Ohio, 
They mm. need to connect with you and you guys sharing ideas and being part of this community where you can help. Oh, how are you buying leads? How are you paying your processors? Hey, what do you do on this? Oh, that's a good idea. I didn't talk to realtors like that. That community is really where AIM thrives and really where the broker community thrives. And so that's what we're big on at UWM. You know, we have our success track trains. We have about 200 to 300 loan officers come here every single week to get trained. Loan officers and processors and, and owners, to be clear. Yeah. And that's the stuff that people like better is the community. And so AIM mm. provides that that housing of a community where people go. And so there's the big event next month um, in Las Vegas where I'm actually uh, speaking at. And it's a real positive thing. You see three, 4,000 loan officers or brokers out there. And it's just a community of, of positivity around brokers because brokers used to have nothing. They used to be independent and out there and no one cared. Everyone, yeah. was, you know, lenders used to buy their loans, investors, you know, were buying their loans. Now we have partners. We're a partner. We want them to grow and they care about each other. So it's been really positive. That's awesome. That's awesome. Now I know that, um, you know, consumer direct is something that brokers really, I mean, we're brokers are awesome at re realtor relationships and all that. Right. It's a place where a, a company like Quicken or rocket, excuse me, rocket, uh, did really well is they, they were really figured out how to get to the consumer first. Right. Um, brokers have historically not been able to really crack that code. So what do you see anything coming down the pike? that will give brokers more visibility on getting to the consumer first. Yeah, so it, it's, it's a, there's a, like I said, there's the education of consumers, right? Yeah. Consumer calls into a TV commercial, whether it's Rocket, whether it's Guaranteed Rate, Loan Depot, it's just like, you might as well say, hey, here's a couple extra thousand dollars for me calling this number, right? You're Correct. Wasting, it's, just, it's just a waste of money, right? People, and, and, and everyone knows it. It's, it's, everyone in the industry knows it. People that do it once every four years, don't know. Why would, they, why would they know it? That's not no. their world. Just like, exactly. I don't know. Oh, the best way to buy a car, because I do it once every four years, I bet there's a better way. I got to be educated, right? Right. And so we have to educate people on that. Consumer direct for brokers, there are a lot of brokers that do it that way, but they're buying leads or they're marketing their area. It's hard to do on a national scale. Mm. And so uh, there are some things coming. We're trying to do more, you know, find a mortgagebroker.com. We, we have a phone number, 1-800-BROKERS, where we're getting calls and we're live transferring to brokers. But the reality is it's an evolution, not a revolution, right? It's going to take time. So yeah. Continue to do it, but if it's always faster, easier, and cheaper with a broker, which it is, yes. then it will win. What ends, what's best for the consumer in the end, will win. It just takes time. How fast can we make it happen? Two years, five years, twenty years? That's all on us. But it will win. What's best for the consumer? I know you're really big on giving consumers the best option, and being the best option over time will grow that business regardless if you do yeah. the right business i know that you're big on that so that kudos to that and i know that turn times are really important are are you guys keeping up with turn times i know that you guys are overstaffed by design almost always uh, and you guys have the best turn times in the industry and the most consistent so how do you how do you how do you look at that and do you how do you continue to do that as you guys grow yeah so it's just a strategy right it's, it's you take care of it what matters faster easier cheaper i say it all the time because that's what you are at your company and that's what brokers are throughout america mm. and, and, and if i said it's it's cheaper and it's easy but it's slow no one's <laughs> slow right like so we have to deliver that and so yeah we're, we're always 25 percent over staff 20 to 25 percent where i can handle more business we're having record days i mean it's crazy we're gonna have, this might be our biggest month in company history you know, in August, but the, the quarter, as I've said, I think will be the best quarter of all time. The reality is no one's working overtime over here. We're knocking things out. We're dominating. You know, you guys submit loans to us. We're knocking loans out in hours. You yeah. know, next day, if, if, it's, if we're slower, it's next day. You know, it's, yeah. it's going great. That gives you certainty. So when you talk to that real estate partner, it's like, hey, let me, let me tell you, I can do this thing. Here's what I need. Here's the fourth thing. We can close it in nine days. 
And what we've seen is a lot of uh, real estate agents love working with brokers that work with UWM because, boom, they, they get it done and they know it's, it's almost as good as cash. 15 days, no contingencies. I mean, it's, it's that simple, especially if you get appraisal waivers. Why is it so hard for your competition to catch up to you? Because you're so far ahead on a lot of this stuff. So like, you know, caliber. It's pretty, it's pretty crazy how much the, the difference between UWM and these other places. And start. The, the, I mean, the funny thing is, is the, 10 years ago, Matt, none of this was like this with UWM. UWM was fairly small working out of an old shopping mall, right? Right. And these companies have been around for quite a while. And you've just widened that gap so much as far as service, speed, technology. It's, it's crazy. So why can't they catch up? If you can do it in such a short amount of time, why can't they? Yeah, yeah. Oh, well, thanks for the kind words, Brad. I appreciate it because you, you probably see a lot of different letters and see what it's like. The yeah. reality is we care. We're all in on this focus, right? Like we're not focused. We didn't build this business on how much profit we can make. We built it on how do we win? How do we help brokers win? Money follows success. Too many people when investing in a business always sit there and count their dollars. Oh, we made a million dollars. Okay, let's take it off the table. Instead of saying, how do we turn that million into a hundred million? Right. Mm. How do we double down and invest? And too many of these companies are short-sighted, they're private equity owned, they're they're in it for a minute. You know, we're in it for the long term. I've been in the business 35 years. I've been here, you know, 18 plus years now, and uh we're gonna continue to grow. And so I, I like hearing that. It makes me a little sad because I want you guys to have multiple great options, but the truth is, you know, they're not gonna catch up because they they don't have the the focus and tension. You actually have to do this for a living all day, every day. I did it for 18 years to get here. We're gonna do it for the next 18 years to continue yeah. to grow. And so, um, you know, our technology is the differentiator. We have 1,200 people. We're building stuff all day. The other thing I'll say, which is, uh, which will help maybe your business or real estate professionals as well, is the extreme focus on being great at one thing is a differentiator. You mentioned uh, Caliber, I think, Brad, and they're a good company, but they have retail and they have wholesale and they have correspondent. They have a servicing. They want to do everything. And smart people, I, I, their CEO, Sanjeev, I actually like a lot. He's a really smart, great guy. But you, if you're trying to do four things great and I only got to do one thing great, you can't beat me. You can't beat me if I'm focused on it. And that's the same thing with your business. Like, are you trying to do, you know, mortgages and are you trying to do title and real estate and trying to do 18 things? Or are you just dominating the best mortgage company in Michigan? That's what you want to be, right? And so I think focus is a big difference. Focus, yeah. Uh, we got a question here uh, from Jason Andreas. Uh it's really long, but I'm going to sum it up. Basically, wow. the yeah, it's, it, I'm curious as to why culture plays such an important role for you and how it helps UWM continue to win and support brokers and consumers. You can take that down, by the way, Natalia, so we can see it. So why why is culture such a big part of UWM and, and, and is that going to continue? Yeah, it's a huge part of our success. You know, there's so many great companies out there that focus on people. I mean, there's great, whether you think about the, the companies that are known for that, like Google and these other companies out there that like, care about people and they've done things they kind of led the way and then we kind of and it did some great things and then we said how do we make it even better and make it really tied into the state of michigan and metro right how do we make this the best place to work and so you know but it's all about culture it's all about people and we're a people business i don't have some patent i don't have some lower rates guaranteed from fannie Mae. i have better people we do it in a better way and we want to make sure that it's all about getting the best people on our team and then we invest in ourselves and our team members each day and so culture is everything at an organization i think and i think a lot of people back to our point about people focusing on money we were talking about that people don't see it like how do you like tangibly hold people in your culture it's like people don't get it and if you're a private equity type company or company only focus on money you don't focus on the people and, and it's a key in uh, being a successful company
It's a huge part of your company. I mean, you, you walk into the, the, the office, Matt, and you feel it. You, you talk to people at your, your company and you feel it. There is a culture of, of winning. There's a culture of happiness. There's a culture of work-life balance. The, the culture that you've built over there is really, really uh, impressive. And talk, speaking of that, your building is a big part of that, right? The, the, you, it's a huge part of having everybody in the same building. So now that you know, COVID is subsiding, and are people coming back to the office now? Is there, are things going back to normal in the office? Yeah, yeah, we have all 9,000 people in our office every day now. We're no more working from home. Everyone's here. It's been that way. We started bringing people back in June 100%, and then by July 15th, I think we had 100% of our people back. So we're all here together, working together. The collaboration is so much better when people are here. It's crazy to yeah. even imagine that we had a good year last year because just couldn't do it. The, the culture, the team. Here's what I think. If you, if you have no culture, right, and you have really no teamwork, then like working from home is going to work forever for some companies, right? That That's the reality. But if you have a, a team and you care about like really investing in people and really trying to build something special, you really need your people back. Maybe it's not all in one building like I have, but you know, you got to start having some collaboration because it's just not the same over Zoom. No, it, it, and I, I would agree with that, especially when you're trying to build something as big as you are. The culture is going to be really big. So that's interesting. Um, another question that we had gotten was from... Um, from someone that I know, basically, now that you guys have gone public, now that you probably have a lot more control over your your business, um, product-wise, are you are you planning on coming out with more products for the the broker community? Some you know more unique products, uh, jumbo product, whatever it may. Be. I know you guys came out with a really good jumbo. Excuse me, um, but just you know a forty-year loan for for instance, would you do that? Right, like some something like that. So I'm open to everything. So the way I look at it is it's got to be the quality loan. So I don't do, I don't go low on the credit spectrum. I'm not doing people two days. Out. Right. Like we're not trying to be that type of company. Right. What we basically did as part of this year and part of the all in strategy and all the things we talked about was, Hey, listen, we got to be able to be almost everything to all these brokers. We don't, we, they have 70 plus lenders to work with. They have plenty of great lenders out there, but instead of maybe 60% of the loans fitting our box, 65, how do we make it so 90, 95%? So we roll out manufactured homes. We lowered our FICO adjustments on government down, which we went down to 620 on the government. That's as low as I feel comfortable going. We rolled out arms. We rolled out a great jumbo program. We're going to roll out another uh, enhancements to the jumbo product. We're going to continue to do things. Yeah. Um, and then to your point on 40 year or interest only, like some of those things are non-QM, but mm -hmm. non-QM with quality. And Correct. so non-QM with quality, I'm more open to, but there's got to be a big enough market, right? We're looking at a lot of different things. How do we expand? But I want to make it so that, hey, our good partners, hey, I got a client. I want to be able to deliver it and close it in 10, 12, 15 days. So UWM's got to be able to handle 90, 95% of my business, which means there's only a few products that we don't offer. But if you have any ideas, Paul, Brad, email me. I would love ideas. If you see someone doing something that you need, I can roll it out. I got some, I got some of the things in my head, but I'd love your ideas. I love it. I love it. I wouldn't expect much from us because that uh, we don't like to do a lot of those loans either. So we have the same kind of model as you. Yeah, Matt. We, 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 we're just basically copying what UWM does. No. Hey, <laughs> you guys are doing a heck of a job. I see what you guys are doing, and you're doing a heck of a job. One of the best in the country. What you guys do. Appreciate it. Appreciate it, Matt. So, uh, Matt, now that you're you've, you're public, obviously, it's interesting what's happened to your stock price. I don't feel like your stock price is. And I said this last time we were on the show. It mirror, I don't think it mirrors where you, the company is as a company. So, I mean, I know you don't watch it every day. You can't watch. You lose your mind. But. It, as far as your stock price goes, do you, do you think you're undervalued still? Oh, for sure we're undervalued. That's that's without a question. Uh, but the reality is this, this is what I had to learn in the last six months. Like the stock price and the company are two unique things. Yes. Right? The stock, like, yes. we're, we're yep. killing it. The stock goes down. We yes. struggled. The stock went up. They don't, they, they don't know, right? I'll tell them. I'll explain things. 
it'll take three to six quarters of us being public before the public really understands, okay, UWM is the elite mortgage company. And they saw a little bit in the second quarter, but they don't understand, right? The reality is people just don't understand because I don't go out there publicly. and talk. So it's slowly happening. Yeah. After quarter after quarter, I was on, I was on Jim Cramer's show. I told you I was talking to him the first time I met him in March. He was asking me all these things. He said, I go, how about this? Second quarter is going to be our best quarter of all time. Bring me back on your show and hold me accountable. And he just did. And Correct. he said, hey, you told me you would do it. I said, I got to do that for three or six more quarters where they say, when Matt says X, it's going to be X or X plus one. And then they'll, they'll start to get it and realize that our company undervalued, overvalued. Listen, we pay a great dividend. We're a great company. We are the best mortgage company in America. I know that. And so how do we continue to evolve and make it so investors understand that? It's a, it's a process. It's not going to happen over one day. Now, with you having so much market share compared to where you were 10 years ago, hypothetically, right? It's easy to like gain market share 10 years ago as as opposed to today, gaining the, that extra 5% in market share becomes much harder, right? Uh, so what do you see as far as you gaining market share? Is it getting harder? Do you see yourself just continuing to grow at the pace that you've been growing? Or do you have, or is this something that you, you have a huge focus on? Yeah, well, it's a big focus of mine, but it's it's maybe focused in a little different way. So, of course, it's harder when you when you have three percent market share. It's easy to go to four percent or five percent. It's only a little bit, correct? Right? You, you just grew your market share by you just doubled your market share from three to six percent. Great job. Well, I'm at thirty plus percent, thirty five percent, thirty three, but whatever the numbers. Going to thirty three to thirty six is hard, right? Doubling my market share is almost impossible if you think of it that way. Yes. But here's how I'm playing, it. and this is part of the all in mentality, which is like, hey, I'm going to focus on growing my partners market share help you grow so you guys do a heck of a job and i'm going to keep earning your business but i need you to go from doing 50 loans to 70 loans or 70 loans to 200 loans 200 loans to 400 loans how do i help you guys grow and that's why i want to know who was on the team who's all in with the broker channel who actually cares yeah i'm going to help you guys grow and so i'm going to help you recruit we have a partner service team help you recruit help you get licensed help you market help you train like everything to help you grow and so as you get better with real estate agents and they realize that you're best and consumers then I got a shot to grow. And so I've kind of changed my mentality. Like my market share is going to follow your market share. So I got to help the brokers win. And then UWM will win too. Now you're offering obviously all this stuff for the brokers to win. What, what is, what, what onus do we have as the brokers to, to, to match that, right? That, because if we have a partner like you, who's really working hard on our behalf, what is, uh, what is the responsibility now on us to try to match that and try to match that intensity for you? Does that make sense? Yeah, no. Well, it's the way I would say it is you have two responsibilities as my partner, right? Like one we talked about was like, hey, be all in, like care about the channel, not just yourselves, care about what's best for consumers, which are working with mortgage brokers. So that that's one responsibility. The other responsibility is realize that I'm your partner. And so that means tell me what I got to do to help you. Like you just talked about products, give it to me. Tell me what I got to do to help you because I care about what you guys actually need. And so I don't know everything, but if you, you know what you can use. And so what will help you in Michigan probably helps the guys in New Mexico, probably helps the guys in Florida also. Like I want to help everybody. And so the responsibility is care about it like I care about it. Like care about your growth or your success, because guess what? I care about it. I want you to win. And if you win, I got a shot. And so we're real big on that. I, I love when brokers come out to our success track trainings because I think they learn and it shows that they're trying to get better, whether it's an inch or a mile, they're getting a little bit better. Yeah. Yeah. It is, it is interesting. And uh, Brad, we see that a lot. We see like, you know, other companies doing a lot of things that, you know, but it is our responsibility at the end of the day to, to grow our channel, our little piece of it. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, and, and and whatever we can do to help, you know, it's like it's on me more than on you. But it, you know, that's why I like, and I, and I like positivity. You know me, Paul and Brandon. Yeah. Like, like, hey, you know, we're not perfect. You're not gonna be perfect. You know, someone said to me the other day, actually, uh, it was actually last week. Said, hey, I've seen some negative things about UWM online. I said, well, you know, yeah, that you saw that negative stuff on a broker post, but there's also 32 positive posts. But yeah. we do more loans by a 10x multiple, so you're gonna see 10x positive. You know, maybe 5x negative because yeah. that's the reality. But so I love the positive things and you sharing and, and leading because other loan officers don't know if they don't work with UWM. So if you had to choose the weakest point of the UWM's business right now that needs the most work, what would you say that is? The weakest point of UWM's business. So I feel like we're, by the way, so I can be, we're the best we've ever been. I, I yeah. think that right now. That's fair. Um, I really think we know from ops, pricing, technology, everything's the best. I think the weakest part is maybe... Uh, explaining to people and complex loans how we think about it, right? How we because mm -hmm. like we 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 follow rules. So someone gave us some stuff on the AMC stuff, uh, you know, a year and a half ago when we had to go through this process. I said this is Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac's rule, not ours, and but we're the first one that gets hit with it, so we actually mm -hmm. have to implement it first. Same thing with like some of the guidelines and overlays. We do so many loans that we get audited. We're there. They said, oh no, this is how we want you to handle self-employed. Well, some of the smaller lenders might not have gotten that audit yet and don't know yet, and so uh... we gotta get hit first. And so I tell people like, Hey, if you think something's wrong, you let us know. And that's why our CR process is great. But I think the reality is this, um, people realizing that we care and that we're all in and that we're going to do everything we can to get all your business and help you get all the business. Mm. And once they see that they'll understand, but that's probably the hardest thing is the complex loans or, Hey, I don't think UWM really likes a 652. I love a 652, but just realize there's some different guidelines and different rules. We got to button this up because we're not going to do loans if they're going to go bad. We're going to always do the right thing for consumers and our partners. Yeah, you've always been big on that, Matt. Even when I went, when we were there early on, you were always very big on taking the well-performing, making sure that you take loans that perform well that are going to be good loans. You're not, you're not just throwing crap against the wall. So is, is that something that you for sure are going to continue, right? Yeah, you know, it's the long-term approach. Like, I could do more business today. If I dropped our FICO score and I did some different type of product, we, we could probably be number one next quarter overall. We could do a lot more business. It's right. not about doing more. It's about being the best. And we're going to focus on the right long-term play. And the long-term play is do the best loans for the best brokers. Make sure we do it in flawlessly. I want it to be flawless. I want it to be the easiest mortgage you've ever had. And we're yeah. going to make that happen. And so to do a loan that's maybe not in that box and that might go delinquent, that, that, that's a great profitable play for the second or third quarter. It's not a good play for 2025. And I'm winning on 2025 right now. Yeah. Uh, I noticed recently that you know, you're still very involved in, with your with your championship team. You guys do a lot of stuff together. I know that you recently uh, had a party at your house for, for a lot of the guys. I saw the pictures of that. So talk to me a little bit about, you know, this is a little bit off topic, but, um, you know, how how important was that experience for you uh, going through that, winning the championships and obviously having that group of people around you? Yeah, no, the Michigan State basketball family is such a big part of where I am and how I got here. And so uh, having our, our families together and people together. So we, we spent a lot of time. I got a lot of my great teammates work here at UWM from Mateen Cleves to Charlie Bell, Adam Wolf. Um, yeah. you know, Connor George, a newer guy. He didn't play with me, but like it's a family. He just, just graduated recently. But so many of my great friends are from Michigan State basketball, along with people I learned so much. I learned so much from Coach Izzo, of course. And a lot of our coaches were actually at a family reunion at my house where they all brought their kids and their, yep. my teammates. Some of my best friends, like Jason Andreas, were there. Uh, Adam Wolf, uh, Mateen Cleves was there, obviously. But then people I don't know as well. Right. That that uh, I, I'm sure you saw online. Draymond Green came. I don't know Draymond that well. He came. He's 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 younger than me. 
But these guys were there as well. And so, so many great friends, Jason Klein, who played with me back only my freshman year, Antonio Smith. And so the thing is, we stay together. We care about each other. And it's a big part of my success. And at the same time, our company's success, because I learned all these things about family and team. Like when I'm talking about your company growing, that's because of team. Team matters. Mm. You're part of my team. I'm part of your team. That's Tom Izzo right there, right? I'm learning that from him. And it, it applies in the UWM mortgage business. Yeah, it's funny uh, how those experiences, especially in that time in our lives, it, it really does cause like mental shifts sometimes in your own brain. Um, but you've always been competitive, man. I mean, to, to walk, I mean, you've always had that competitive spirit. Um, does that ever get to, uh, too, did you ever get too competitive, Matt? You know, I don't think so. I don't think that's a thing, you know. <laughs> you know um, I, I think, you know, I always want to get better. As long as you play within the rules, and you and you work hard. Like the way I look about it is like I'm so competitive. I hate to lose, but I don't. When I lose or something doesn't go well, I don't sit and cry and sulk. What I say is I could have worked harder to make sure I don't lose again. And that's yeah. how I got here. As I said, gosh, I hate losing, so I'm gonna come in earlier and stay later and care more. And eventually, I won't lose anymore. And that's kind of how I think about. It. So you know, I love you know you, the way I think. About it, my dad used to say this to me, and I, I you know, I, I really believe like you show me someone that likes losing, and I'll show you a loser. <laughs> like, I, I, I don't like losing, you yeah. know, I, it doesn't mean I can't handle losing. It just means I don't want to lose. I want to yeah. be better. I want to, I want to wow that client. I want to wow you on this one. I hate hearing about something that doesn't go right. And I want to fix it. And it's, as long as the mentality is constructive, like when you lose or something doesn't go right, you do something to make sure that doesn't happen again. That's what winners do. And that's what competitiveness does for me. Is there something your competition is doing right now that is making you feel like, man, I like, I need to get on that. No. No, not, not, not at all. Uh, you know, I, I'm burying the weeds. I know what my competition's doing, and there's nothing that they're doing that I think is better than us in any aspect. And um, at the same time, I know exactly what they're doing. And I'm not talking just about the big competitors. I'm talking about the little guys that you maybe don't even know they exist. I know what they do. I know what type of product they do. I know what kind of technology they use, and I want to yeah. make sure that I'm better than them. And, of course, does someone win a loan from us? Of course. But at the same time, I know I can do better, and we have a lot of work to do. And so – I'm focused on being the best version of UWM every single day, and we will continue to excel. I know technology is a big part of what you're doing, Matt. I mean, how many people do you have on your technology team right now? You probably have a pretty large technology team. Yeah, we have over 1,200 people here in our building every day, Holy not crap. contractors, not anyone, wow. building stuff for brokers. And you watch, uh, you know, you're going to see in the next 45, 60, maybe 90 days, I got some big tech rollouts. They're going to they're gonna change it. You're going you're gonna to see it, Paul. You're gonna, first, you're going to see a couple, and you're like, wow, that's awesome right away. One of them are you you're like, I don't know if that really makes sense. And they're going to say, whoa, that changes the game in a really positive way. We're, we're doing some stuff that's really cool, and our tech team is doing an awesome job on it. So we're excited over the next 60, 90 days. I'll say, I'll, to under promise, I'll say before the year is over, I got some big stuff coming. <laughs> I know if it was up to you, Matt, it'd be like in 30 days or whatever it is. Right? Tomorrow, <laughs> yes. It's always 60 to 90 days. Yeah, 60 days. You know, Brad. Yeah, I know. Everything's 60 to 90 what days. What are we moving to the new building? 60 to 90 days. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Uh, yeah, technology is a big part of, I think, our, our industry, man. I mean, I, I think... It, it, going forward, if you're not a leader in technology, you're going to get left behind really quickly, in my opinion. Would you agree with that? Yeah. The thing is, you know, it's only going to become more and more in technology, right? And so technology makes things faster and easier. Nobody wants something slower and you know more complicated, right? right? Faster and easier is the game. And so if you keep investing in technology, so we're trying to widen the gap between us and our competition. But really, my gap I'm focused on is giving you 
a gap ahead of the retail guys, yes. right? ahead of movement mortgage or fairway yes. or like, you know, whoever you're competing with, I need you to have better technology. And so that's the gap I'm really focused on widening right now. And that's the stuff that you're going to see coming to give you guys. So when real estate agents, they already know you're best to work with, but they're going to be like, wow, it's so much better. Just like you said, and Brad, you know, we're so much better than our competition. I want them to same thing, say the same thing about you guys. Oh, we used to refer a loan to a bank of America. I mean, I can't believe you guys are so much better over there at Omega, right? Like that's what I want to hear. And that's what we're trying to do. Yeah, we believe we already are. It's just getting the word out there sometimes. And that's 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 the hardest part for us. It's I, I believe that Omega, for what it's worth, we are better primarily because not primarily, but because we're really good at what we do. But we also partner well with our partners. Right. Like we, we know how to navigate everything. We, we do things very quickly and efficiently. But getting the word out there for for us is the hardest part is, is getting getting people our name in people's mouths the most the most possible. Well, that you know the fun part about that, Paul Brad, is 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 that's the fun job. Right? Yeah. Like being great is hard. Yeah. Telling everyone you're great, you know, a lot of times you want to be humble, but you know what? Don't be. Go out there and market yourself. You get your loans. You come up here nine days CTC. Get that on social media. Yeah. Print out flyers. Go to real estate shops. Show them here are the last thirty two closings I had purchased nine days, fourteen days, twenty two days. Show it. Get it out there. Yeah. Tell your consumers to post on social media. Tell your real estate agent post on. Like you got to get it out there. But that's the fun job. That's like pinning your ears back and going running as fast as you can. Most people are sitting there trying to solve. Like man, our process sucks. Yeah. Thirty two days. Like you got the fun job. You you guys are already winning. Now you got to you know throw gasoline on that fire. I love that. I love that mentality. Go out there and spread the word as much as possible, right? Because it is, it is true. It we are the best option, Matt. Hands down, I think a broker is the best option for a consumer to go through, uh, and and you and, and you're really big on that. But and can you talk to the audience and tell them why you think personally why the broker is the best option, other than uh, you know what we've already talked about? Well, yeah. Well, I don't think it. I know it, so I yeah. know it for sure. Like this is my business. I don't know much in life, but I know this. Right? <laughs> so it's going to be cheaper. Uh, uh, going to a, so for a consumer, what matters is like nobody wants a mortgage, right? Any, any consumer say, "Let's get a mortgage today, honey." Like nobody cares, right? Yeah. They, they, they want to get the house. They want to yeah. save eighty-two dollars on their payment. So the mortgage has to be fast, easy, and cheap. It's going to be cheaper with a broker over any of those retail lenders over anybody. That's always going to be cheaper. And I hate to say always, so I'll say ninety-nine percent of the time. Okay. Yeah. It's going to be cheaper. Because brokers have less costs because they're Correct. not on TV. They're not spending, you know, hundreds of millions of dollars building out. They have less costs, right? So brokers are going to be cheaper. And the other reason it's better is because the reality is you're making an impact in the local community with the independent mortgage broker. And it's faster and easier because you used to not have the technology. So cheaper, faster, and easier. You know, five years ago, I couldn't tell you this. I couldn't right. say 100% sure of it. Now I can. I, it's not even a question anymore. The technology we've built. The people like yourself that have built your companies around what you've done in your community, I'm telling you, it's always faster, easier, cheaper through a broker. And if I'm a consumer, like if the only thing you get from this this thing is find a mortgagebroker.com or call if you're in Michigan, you can call Omega, or like you know, but like wherever you got, but you got to find a local broker because they can shop on your behalf and get you a better deal. It's black and white. It's so obvious. Yeah, and I think the biggest thing is, like you said, some of the, some of the competition just pays a lot of money in marketing and they do have higher margins and we know for a fact that they're high. I mean, for what it's worth, Rocket does have some of the highest rates in the industry. They, we know that, right? We just know that, but people keep going to that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because they they, they have the they marketing don't know any better, right? right? They don't know any better. And yeah, Rocket Rocket will tell you they have the, like, you can see their margins, their public company. They have the highest rates in the industry. They charge a lot of money. Yes. They're not the highest, but they are in the higher group, I'd say. Yes. Definitely higher than mortgage brokers. Yes. It's obvious. We all know that. But they, of course, they're going to, they'll spin it and they'll, 
They'll get PR written around and they'll do all the things, but that's what these, you know, God bless them. That's what their job is. They're trying to build their business. The best part about your business, Paul, and all brokers is it's, it's a great business, but it's also best for the end user, the consumer. And it's a really fun way to run a business where you actually care about the consumer, not just about profits. Now, one thing that that's happening is, I mean, Rocket is doing a lot of different parts. They're doing different businesses, right? They're selling cars. They're doing some, a lot of other stuff, right? Uh, you're just singular focused. And that's, that's, and, and is, is that by design? Like, is that something that do you, you want to get into other stuff or are you just going to stay singular focused? There's so much upside in what we're doing. We're going to dominate this market. You know, singular focus doesn't mean I don't look at other things, but the reality is what's going to, what's going to make a difference is growing the brokers, helping yeah. Omega, helping ABC, XYZ, whatever companies we can do to help them grow. That's the game. That's the real game. And so, of course, you can say, oh, well, you know, I diversify, do this and do that. It's, it's not going to it's not going to pay the bills and it's not going to help the business grow. And so a lot of those things are diversions and distractions. And uh, a lot of times they don't actually make a lot of sense. And so what we focus on is dominating our business. If I hit the cap where it's like, gosh, you're 50 percent market share. Brokers are 50 percent. You're 50 percent. Like you're kind of at the top. You can go. Then I might look at other things. Yeah. We're nowhere near that. Yeah. So you're saying basically you've got a lot, a lot of you guys, you guys have legs still. Right. So you awesome. might as well just keep it on that. Um, any any. Plans ever on doing retail again? No, no, no. You're never, out on that. <laughs> never. In my, why would I do it? It's better for a consumer. Like you, better for a consumer. Like I tell, I have nine thousand people. They should go to your company to get yeah. a loan. They, they, I don't. I, I'm the big. We're the best mortgage company in America. I believe that with my heart. And you can't get a loan here. You got to go to a broker. Go to Omega. Yeah. Go to ABC. Go to different companies throughout Metro Detroit or wherever you are. Yeah. It makes no sense to be in retail. It's the wrong play. It's bad for consumers. It's bad for our business. It's bad for the right doing the right thing. It's just not. We're never going to do it. It's wild. It's wild that you have that mentality because most other people in our industry have the mentality of, well, we can make more margin on retail. We can make more money. And so for you, it it, it is a monumental shift in mentality where you were willing to lose some revenue to be singular focus and helping out the broker community, right? Yeah, and, and absolutely. But here, let's just think about it. The reason everyone likes retail is two things. One, bigger margins. You make more money. Correct. Okay? I'm focused on doing the right thing. Money follows success. Correct. The second reason you love it is because the loan officers are captive. So if I suck today, Paul, you still have to send me all your loans. Well, that, that's what retail is. It's great because it's stickier. That, yeah. that, that that's a lazy business owner's mind, right? That's what losers do. Like I, like I want to have to be great every day. If I suck, send it someplace else. I'm going to be great every day. And it's like iron sharpens iron. You're getting better every single day. And so of course, yeah, bigger margins and a guarantee of business. Sounds like a great business model. Yeah. Well, <laughs> not until we let the brokers grow and dominate the market and put those guys out of business and then we'll win. Yeah. And I don't think a lot of people really realize that is that you have to compete every day for, for our business, right? It, it, it isn't, Matt's not guaranteed to get Omega's business. He's not, he, he, we could very well go to somebody, but we are always looking for the best option for our, for our people. And but as long as you are the best option that you're going to get that business. And that's what you believe in wholeheartedly, which is a shift from, you're not a, you know, what's interesting, Matt, is you're not, you're not a money follows guy. Like, like you, I mean, you're not a money first guy. Like you've always kind of done the right thing, regardless of, of the monetary flow of, uh, uh, for you, which is interesting, which is very different in our industry. Most people are driven by my money in our industry. Yeah. I think it's all industries, sadly yeah, enough. It's, it's, it's the reality. Yeah. world, Paul. Yeah, the yeah. World. Everyone always is like, follow the money. That's where the answer is like, yeah, but that's, that's the 98% of people. But if you want to be special, you want to be the best, like focus on doing the right thing. Like, like think about it. You don't, you don't get any credit for 
giving money to different things and do different things and help people out. But you know what? It feels good and it does right. And good things happen to people that do good things. Do the right thing by people without any expectation of anything in return is a mentality I have. And we always do the right thing and, and good things happen. It's not, once again, we make plenty of money here. It's not like I'm, I'm over here struggling for money, but it, <laughs> it, but it, but it, the whole point was we focused on succeeding and winning and money will follow. And too many people focus on what's the return on investment. Like the ROI never talked about at this company. We'll never speak about that. The return on investment. That's awesome. That is really interesting. Uh, you know, and, and now that you're, you're, you're public, you've kind of gotten to this place in your business. Have you, have you, has that, have you lost any like fervor because of that? Or are you even more ravenous because of it? No, nothing's changed. I love it. I love it because you know what? <laughs> it's awesome. Uh, you know, it, it's more people want to have eyes on us. And the way I look at it, like I told you earlier, more people are going to see we're dominating. I would, I would have been on Jim Cramer's show and people wouldn't be seeing our how much money. They wouldn't know what we make if we weren't public. Now they're going to see like, gosh, you grew market share. Everyone else went down. Why? I love it. Put us on. It's the same concept in wholesale. Like I got to be great every day. If I'm not great, everyone will talk about it. So now everyone's on the stage with me. Let's go. Let's compete. I love it. You love and, and you love having that the kind of like scoreboard up there, don't you? He loves. Yeah, I love it. I love <laughs> that. That's, that, that's that's the fun stuff, right? Getting better. You you see where you stand, and if I if I go down, well, shoot, I I got to work harder. Yeah, yeah. All right, Matt. Let's get to three questions so we can get you in and out of here. Uh, again, we appreciate you doing the show. Uh, first question uh, that I have for you is: If you didn't play basketball, what other sport would you play? Ooh, I, I I was I I like bas uh, basketball is my favorite, but baseball baseball would be my sport. Soccer I liked, and I love football now, but I didn't play in high school. No, all right, all right, uh, that's interesting. Baseball, did you play baseball in high school? Yeah, I played baseball and soccer and basketball in high school, um, and then I eventually gave it up to just play basketball. But uh, I I love football still. So I coach my kids football, baseball, and basketball team, so I love all those sports. Oh, you coach? That's awesome. That's yeah, that's all, really all, awesome. Yeah. And, and how old are your kids again? 10, 8, and 6. 10, 8, and 6. Um, I okay, coach so all their teams. We're, we're trying to win championships there too, but having fun too. So we do it all. We, it's great. Yeah. Um, we got a funny question from someone, uh, but we'll, we'll skip that. Um, so if you if you could uh, live in any era other than ours today, so the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, what era would you want to be in and why? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, you know, I'd probably think back, you know, I love the era we're in now, so I don't want to really move. But if I had to think of it, I would probably think about something in the in the in the sixties because I think it was the before a lot of the evolution of of business, but also besides business, just the social development of things. It's so crazy what was going on back then and still goes on to this day in a lot of respects. And so I would have loved to have been part of the change in a positive way for those things back in the sixties. That's awesome. Um, if you could um create anything that for your business just and hadn't snap your fingers to to have it happen what would it be like be and why, why would you want that well if i could change anything it would be educating consumers that the best that's way to the get biggest along, one you know? yeah. yeah i mean it's 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 the biggest process it's going to take the longest time if i could snap my fingers and get someone to read this article understand this just educating consumers that the best way to get a mortgage and once again even if they go to omega and you guys send it elsewhere i feel good that i'm making an impact one of our big company goals is how to save consumers 23 billion dollars with a b over the next four years and it's not about coming to uwm it's about going to a broker because every time wow. you go to a broker you save about 3700 dollars on the mortgage compared to a retail lender right so 3700 dollars is a big number and it's like how do i Educate, and we want to save twenty-three billion dollars for the American public population by just educating them. 
That's awesome, Matt. Matt, uh, we thank you again for being such a good partner and pushing our industry into the spotlight, doing it the right way, um, giving us the tools every day to be successful. You've done uh, an awesome job and we appreciate you hands down one of the best uh, CEOs and presidents of, of any company that I know of. So yeah, thank you so much. Taking the time out of the day to come do our little rinky dink podcast. I mean, yeah. It's, love you know, it. it's an honor to be with you guys. You guys are doing great yourselves. It's awesome to see what you guys are building over there. Proud to do the podcast with you. Thanks for having me on and keep dominating. Matt, thank you so much, man. Keep kicking ass. Man, I like that guy. You there? Yeah, I was muted. Um, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's always a treat having Matt on. I mean, he's he's always so his energy is always so high. He's like, you don't you really have to say anything? He just he'll just take the show. It's yeah, like, he and he answers he the questions. He answers every question we ever give him, and he answers it like like very like he's not like uh uh well uh it's like it's like no this yeah. is how it is and this is how it's gonna right. go and I do this and I do that right and it's it's yeah. really really impressive. Uh, so that's it, man. That's our show for the day. Do you got anything else to add? Nope. All right. For those of you that have been listening, thank you so much for listening to us. Please go to irepodcast.com or you can go to Facebook forward slash irepodcast. You can find us on YouTube. You can find us on Spotify or any other podcast app that you might listen to. Please like, subscribe, share, and hit that notification bell to not miss an episode. And if you listen to the show and you didn't like it up until now, then what do we say? Yeah, we'll just do that. Go after yep. yourself. We'll talk to you guys later. Have a wonderful day. We'll see you next week. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. You've been listening to Inside Real Estate, the nation's top real estate podcast. Don't forget to follow us at irepodcast.com and everywhere where podcasts are available. 